Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. At Delta, we know Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. Grammar Girl here, I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language, writing history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, I have a meeting middle about the pros and cons of dumbing down your language and a familect story about a Studebaker. Let's get started. Sometimes listeners tell me that when they talk to other people and use standard English grammar, they're perceived as stuck up or pretentious. But if they know the difference between who and whom, for example, why should we pretend not to know? Why should we have to, as one listener put it, quote, dumb things down for people we're speaking to, unquote. Today, I'll tell you why adjusting your speech for different audiences can be smart, not dumb. We do a lot of things in different ways, depending on whom we're with. For example, you probably wouldn't wear a tuxedo to a job interview. If you go to a job interview dressed in a business suit instead of a tuxedo, that doesn't mean you're dumbing down the way you dress. It means you know what kind of attire is appropriate for the situation. You also probably wouldn't wear pajamas to a family Thanksgiving dinner. If you change out of those pajamas and put on some of your nicer clothes, that doesn't mean you're being sneaky and hiding the way you really dress. It means you know that pajamas are appropriate in some situations, while other clothes are appropriate when you're visiting relatives you don't see very often. As for language, you can't assume that standard English with schoolbook grammar is the only right way to speak for any occasion. If you always used whom when the rules you've learned call for it, it would be like wearing a tuxedo all the time, at weddings and ballroom dance competitions, at job interviews and Thanksgiving dinners, at the pool and in bed. It wouldn't be a sign of education and high standards. It would probably seem a little weird. The varieties of language you use in different areas of your life are known as speaking or writing styles. Some particularly specialized styles, such as those used in the courtroom or poetry or the operating room, are known as registers. Being able to switch smoothly and appropriately between different styles or registers is a skill. It's not always easy to do. For example, earlier I had to decide whether to say, depending on who you're with, or depending on whom you're with. I definitely wasn't going to use depending on with whom you are, because that's horribly awkward and there's no need to avoid ending the sentence with a preposition. That's a thoroughly discredited rule. But I still had to make a judgment call about which wording would work better in an informal podcast about grammar. Switching registers is even more difficult when you don't know what style or register is expected. It's like getting an invitation to a party and not knowing how people are expected to dress. 
You might spend quite some time wondering what to wear. You don't want to look disrespectful by showing up underdressed, and you probably don't want to stand out by being overdressed either. What do you do? At this point, I want to switch from clothes to another analogy. Suppose you've joined an online community and you don't know what kind of behavior is considered polite or rude. Unlike when you walk into a party and it's too late to change how you've dressed for it, online communities allow you to lie low while you absorb the culture. Experts recommend that newcomers spend a few days or weeks lurking, that is, reading other people's messages and comments, so you can develop a sense for what kind of questions are appropriate. Observe who's respected and who is only tolerated, and maybe get hip to a few of the inside jokes. So my first piece of advice for using the right style or register of English in real life is to lie low and start slow. The equivalent of lurking in this case is to listen more than you talk. I understand that this is good advice in any case, and the public speaker has done multiple podcasts about how to improve your listening skills that you can find at quickanddirtytips.com. When you do talk, use language that doesn't set off alarms as something unusual. The good news is that most of standard English works fine for this purpose. Putting singular verbs with singular subjects and plurals with plurals isn't going to make you sound weird. If you ask, where's squiggly, instead of where's squiggly at, I doubt anyone would find it unusual. You could even say, I wish squiggly were here, instead of I wish squiggly was here, and probably not raise anyone's eyebrows, properly using the subjunctive. The next step is what to do when you've noticed what kind of language the people you're with are using. If it's a style you recognize and are familiar with, then there's no problem. Feel free to speak it and enjoy the camaraderie that comes from having a piece of culture in common. It's like discovering that they all like the same kind of books that you do or have the same hobby. But what if it's a style you're not familiar with? This brings me to my second piece of advice. Don't be who you're not. Suppose you're with a group of people who like to use leverage as a verb and employ expressions such as circle back and pick the low-hanging fruit. If that kind of language just doesn't fit you, don't try to use it, at least not until you've absorbed enough of the culture to do so convincingly. The people you're with probably won't even notice the absence of those expressions in your speech. Even if they do notice, it's better to be noticed for not using their language style than for using it uncomfortably and unconvincingly. That would be like realizing everyone in the crowd liked a particular book that you hadn't read, pretending you really had read it, and getting caught in a lie. It's better to be seen as not part of the in-group than to be seen as a fake. Since I'm advising you to be yourself— What if using certain words or grammar features is part of who you are? To use our whom example again, what if you learned how to use whom so well that it's part of your everyday speech style? If you suppress something that's natural to you, are you not being true to yourself? Well, by that logic, you could argue that trying to stop biting your nails counts as not being true to yourself. People consciously change their habits all the time without experiencing identity crises. 
it'll probably be difficult. Switching between registers, and for that matter, between dialects, is a skill, and some people are better at it than others. Those who are very good at it have reputations as savvy communicators, and many national politicians try to do it to connect better with their audiences as they travel around the country. However, maybe using whom or some other older grammar feature isn't something you want to change. Are you doomed to offend some of your listeners? Not necessarily. Let's return to the clothing analogy. Consider bow ties. Like whom, they're considered somewhat formal and old-fashioned. If you wear one and you're not in a wedding or at some other special event, it'll look a bit out of place. However, some people always wear a bow tie, such as Baltimore Sun editor John E. McIntyre. He doesn't apologize for wearing bow ties. He doesn't hint that you should be wearing a bow tie, too. He just rocks his bow tie with conviction and flair, and people accept that as part of who he is. If you have a big, friendly personality and pronounce your whoms the way John McIntyre wears his bow ties, you might just get away with it. But even guys who always wear bow ties don't wear a tuxedo every day. For everyday use, it's okay to let go of some of the features of standard English grammar that put you in a more formal register than you need. That segment was written by Neil Whitman, an independent Ph.D. linguist who blogs at literalminded.wordpress.com. You can also find him on Twitter as literalminded. Finally, I have a familect story. Hello, I've got a familialect. In my family, we used to call little dustpans Studebakers. And the reason for that is that the um, the Korean word for um, dustpan is sudabake, which sounds very similar to the car Studebaker, um, which is a car that I think they stopped manufacturing sometime in the 60s. Uh, so my fa- in my family, we just called all dustpans Studebakers, which we actually, my sisters and I, I have two sisters, we used the word Studebaker for dustpan until we were teenagers, and our friends told us that that wasn't a real word. So that was a little embarrassing, but it's it's kind of hilarious. All right, have a good one. Thank you. And remember, if you want to hear your familect story on the show, the story of a word your family and only your family uses, your family dialect, leave a voicemail message at 83-321-4-GIRL. And be sure to tell me the story because that's always the best part. I'm Mignon Fogarty, Grammar Girl and author of the New York Times bestseller, Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing. And I'll be back Monday night with an interview with the linguist Gretchen McCulloch about her new book about internet language called Because Internet. It's a good one. And thanks to my audio producer, Nathan Sims. This show is part of the Quick and Dirty Tips podcast network. So check out some of our other shows like Nutrition Diva, Get It Done Guy, Get Fit Guy, and more. That's all. Thanks for listening.
Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta, because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply.